Welcome to the Story of God podcast, where each episode helps everyday men and women see how they fit into the grand narrative of God's redemptive plan. Here's Ezra and Janelle. Why is Jesus coming unexpectedly? That's what we're looking at today in Matthew chapter 24. And here he warns his disciples to stay awake because no one knows when he's coming. Like a thief in the night, he's coming. And so that's what we're talking about in today's episode. Let's go ahead and get into it. Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 through 51. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in the second half of Matthew chapter 24, we're looking at the question, why is Jesus coming unexpectedly? So what do you think, Ezra? I don't know. It's it's interesting because, um, well, you know, there's a, a lot of mystery with the kingdom of God. And it's, it's sometimes people will say, well, why doesn't God just make himself more evident to me? Why doesn't God just show me exactly what's going to happen? And why doesn't he reveal himself more clearly? And why doesn't he say when he's coming back? And all of these things, and especially, I mean, I think going back to Jesus' day, religious leaders were wondering this. Why isn't the Messiah more, quote-unquote, obvious? 
I thought he was pretty obvious, but, you know, obviously they, they missed him. And so I think this speaks a little bit, Janine, to the character of God, that if he were to just come and say, all right, this is what you need to do for salvation. Here are the clear-cut consequences if you don't believe. I mean, he does that in Scripture, but if he were to physically come and... I, I don't know that we would honestly respond a whole lot better. We might think he's just a dictator, and we wouldn't really respond in, in love. And so there's something here to why Jesus... We don't know the day and the hour of, of his return. It, it speaks to that need to trust him, I believe. I think in a lot of ways, it also shows how big God is. You know, he's not um, just this, um, you know, check mark God. He works with all people of all cultures. Um, and, you know, you, you look at scripture from different cultural perspectives. And I, sometimes I hear about how, you know, someone in a different continent would read the same passage as me and their view would be totally different because of the background they're coming from. And I think that plays into how God reveals himself because he's, he's a really big God that's for everyone as we've seen. Um, and he doesn't, you know, put up roadblocks for certain cultures. I mean, he's, he's written his word for everyone. And then, you know, when we look at the end times here too, I think God is, God is a God that wants to be sought after, you know, and, and, and not just like you said, not just, uh, he doesn't want to demand our obedience. I mean, obviously there's consequences if we don't obey God because his way is the best way. But, um, you know, I think he wants it to be out of that genuineness of our heart where we're truly seeking God. We're serving him, not because we're afraid of the judgment or the end, you know, when Jesus comes back, we're serving him because we love him. And I think all throughout scripture, you see God giving people a choice and you see God, um, kind of like asking them, of course, to love him, but never forcing. And I think that even plays into this where no one knows when he's coming. There's a lot of parallels between Christ's return and Noah. That's why Noah is mentioned here. And you think of the ark and the importance of going into the ark of safety. And the people in Noah's day, they were given that time frame to go into the ark. They refused. And as a result, uh, the world, aside from Noah and his family, were wiped out. That's that's a sobering picture of what the coming of Christ will look like. And Janana, just as you were talking there too, it's it's two men. They're going to be in the field. One's taken, the other left. Two women grinding at the mill. One taken, and the other left. So it's not separate cultures. All this culture isn't going to um, uh, have a relationship with Christ. You know, as we talked about in previous episodes, where many of the major world religions are divided based on culture. Um, the, the message of, of Christ is for everyone. And so this means that some people are going to be working literally side by side and one rejects him, but the other one loves Christ. And ultimately at the end of the day, uh, I believe someone, so, someone asked, man, what about heaven and hell? Like, how do you handle that reality? And my response is always that people will go where they want to go. At the end of the day, people will go where they want to go. And I don't understand fully how that all plays out. But I believe those that, that absolutely want to accept Jesus and, and have that opportunity and respond um, will do so. But those who um, want to live a life of self and want to be in control 
will also go to their destination of choice. And I think that's uh, one of the important things here is that urging in uh, verse 42, therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And I, I've heard lots of um, uh, messages on it as well, but that staying awake, staying aware of what what our inward desires are and what we're allowing into our life to lead us into. Um, it's really important, you know, cause sometimes it's easy to kind of get lulled to sleep kind of, you know, quote unquote, um, with comfort, with things around us and to stop paying attention to the things of God. And I think for me out of this chapter, when I was reading it, that's one that every time sticks out to me, that urging to stay awake, stay aware of what, you're living for, um, and, and how you're letting Jesus have that first place in your life. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about what it means to be faithful, but verse 45 here in Matthew 24, when then, or who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give uh, their, them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant, here's the key, whom his master will find so doing when he comes. And this speaks to our need for activity, that this whole idea of, oh, the world's in a dark place. And we're just going to hunker down with our few friends, Christian friends and our family and kind of wait it out. And Jesus will come back and make everything great again. That is uh, directly the opposite of, of what Jesus wants us to do. That there are, there are, we'll learn this in the next, next day as well. But there are things that we do right now that will have eternal implications. That God is preparing our character, developing our skill sets for tasks that will be given in the new earth and heaven. And I love that thought that it's not just here. You know, sometimes I think we picture heaven as being this place where, oh, we go and play harps. I mean... That's an obvious uh, stereotype, but, uh, you know, we're going to still be doing a lot of the things that we do on earth. And so earth is preparation, even for heaven, not just in our willingness to obey God and serve Jesus, but in tasks, like you said, that we're going to have. And I love that thought because um, I think it was just probably 10, 10 or so years ago that I first was thinking about, oh, I'm going to be doing stuff in heaven. I'm not just going to be sitting around. <laughs> and uh, Like your dad's a contractor. You, you wonder, will he be building in heaven? Yeah, you know? the heavenly builder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. Yep. Well, it gets us back to the whole story of God and that God's story uh, continues, not just through the narrative of scripture, but all, all throughout eternity. Uh, that it's a story that when this world ends, it will just be getting started. So live well today. Be faithful in everything that you do. And in doing so, put your faith into action. Thank you for listening to the Story of God podcast. For more info on this program or to access other resources that will help you turn Sunday belief into Monday action, please visit themondaychristian.com. That's themondaychristian.com.